You're listening to an audio sermon from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So church, this morning I've got a message that I'm excited to share with you. The message title is Jesus is our promise keeper. And I don't know if you guys remember a few weeks ago, Pastor Bernard shared a message and I want to build on that. Something that he shared, he said that you don't have the faith to trust God because you do not know who God is. And I was thinking of that in this past couple of weeks, and that's in my message here this morning as well. I want to build on that because we want to know who is the God that is fighting for us in this morning. So before I start, I want to ask you a question. In which season do you see yourself currently? Maybe you have just come through a season and you are saying this morning, thank you, Jesus. I have received my promise. I have received my breakthrough. My cup runs over this morning. Or maybe you in a season of your life, we are saying, Lord Jesus, where are you? Anybody know where I'm talking about? Where the storms of life is coming against you and you're trying your very best to hold on to the promises of God. You're holding on with all of your might and you're saying, but Lord, what's happening? I don't see the promises being fulfilled. Where are you in my situation? And I want to encourage you this morning. It doesn't matter in which season you are in because we know even once you receive your breakthrough, that's when you need Jesus Christ more in your life. Amen? So we want to start off this morning. I want to read a chapter from you from Mark 4. Mark 4, verse 35 to the end, to verse 41. And we're reading there Mark 4, verse 35. And on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when that left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he, and this is now Jesus we're talking about, but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And my question this morning is, who can this be that is in our boat this morning? As we read the scripture, we realize this is the, these are the disciples of Jesus, the 12 people that was the closest to him. And they were traveling with him, and they find themselves in a situation where the seas are stormy. And that means it doesn't matter how close you are to Jesus, you can always face seasons of testing, seasons of challenges. And they were in this boat, and the waves were, they were big, and the wind was blowing, and they felt, I'm, I'm drowning. Jesus, where are you in this morning? Why are you asleep? Can you not see that we are perishing? And they're holding on in faith, and they're trying to, to look, but everywhere where they see, they just see storm. They just see disappointment. They see disaster, and they're thinking, what's going to become of us? Jesus, where are you? So this morning... Each and every one of us has our own road that we're walking. I don't know the challenges that you're facing. Somebody might be sitting here, they've just lost their job, and they're not knowing, what am I going to do next year? You might have worked your whole life, and you have saved up, and something happened, now your pension is gone, you've got no savings, 
and you're at the point of retirement and you're thinking, what's going to become of me? This morning you might be a student that just finished your degree and you're ready to go and find a job and every door where you knock, it's closed in your face and you're thinking, what's going to happen? Maybe this morning you're sitting here and the doctor gave you a diagnosis and says, I'm sorry, there's nothing that we can do for you. This is what it is. And as you get that news, it, it takes the wind out of your sail in this morning. And you're thinking, how am I going to stand? Can you not see, Lord, the waves are crashing against me to the point that I cannot endure. The winds are blowing this morning and you are sleeping in my boat. But now I want to ask you, who do you want inside your boat? Do you want a Jesus that's walking up and down anxious? Oh my goodness, this waves is humongous. We're not going to make it. I think, oh guys, I think, I hope you prayed because this is the end. We are going to die. Dead, deader, deadest. You are not going to survive this. Or do you want a Jesus in your boat that is so in control, that is knowing that your Father in heaven is so in control of your situation that he can go and rest this morning? Family, Jesus was sleeping in the boat, not because he didn't care, but because he wasn't worried. And that is the difference, because sometimes we want to allow people in our boat that can worry with us, warriors. Not warriors like soldiers, but like people that really worry. And they're like, oh, brother, this sickness is, this is bad. I only once saw someone with this terrible condition. He's dead now. It's dead. It's gone. It's over. Oh, my sister, you know what? Yo, this is bad. This is, yo, I don't have even words. It's so bad. And we try and think, if we surround ourselves with this talk, it doesn't give us hope, but at least it, somebody's sympathizing with us. So this morning, I feel, ah, the brother at least feels what I'm feeling. But that's not the Jesus in your boat, because the Jesus in your boat is feeling what you're feeling, and he has a promise to see you through. If you look at your circumstances this morning, fear and anxiety, they're at your door knocking. They want to overwhelm you. They want to take your thoughts captive. They want to drown you out this morning. And Jesus is saying, storm, be still. Storm, be still. Because I am with you and I know my Father in heaven, he has made a way for you. The challenge that we have, church, is we approach God thinking that he's like us. We say, well, I made a mistake this week. I didn't read my Bible as much as I should have. have. I'm not always faithful. Sometimes my situations turn me this way or that way. And we think because we are like that, that God is like that. But I've got news for you this morning. We serve a God that is above everything that happens around us. He's not influenced by your boat. He's not influenced by the waves. He's not influenced by... The wind that's blowing against you in this morning. He's at rest because he knows the plans that God has for you are plans to prosper, to bring you a future and a hope in this morning. 2 Timothy 2 verse 13 says, Even if we are unfaithful, if we are faithless, God remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. So it means that we serve a living God this morning. It's a God that is not influenced by the things happening around us. He's not influenced by what you did this week. He doesn't care if you read your Bible or not read your Bible. He loves you nonetheless. You may rob yourself there from, from a blessing. 
but it doesn't change God's heart towards you. The Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we hated him, he died on the cross for us. What kind of love is that this morning? And God is still committed to you in this morning. He was committed to you from before you were born. He wrote your story. He knows the thoughts that he has towards you. And he's saying this morning, you're going to make it. Church, I want you to think with me this morning. Who is the God that is, that is our Savior? Who is the God that we serve in this morning? If you ever catch yourself doubting and starting to feel pressed by the waves, I want you to look up. And I want you to look at the stars and see the galaxies that God has created. And think for a moment, the God of the universe who formed creation by the power of his word, he's fighting for me. He's the God who designed every part of my life down to this every single cell in your DNA. He has planned it. The Bible says there's not a hair that falls from your head and he doesn't know of it. So we have a God that's awesome in this morning. And I want to read to you just some of his attributes because it encourages me in times of trouble. If I'm having a situation, I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? I take a pen of paper and I start writing, who is this Jesus that I serve? He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's omnipresent. He knows everything. He's everywhere. He's all-powerful. He's the God of the universe. He's faithful. He's loving. And he's got you on his mind this morning. Is that not a reason to rejoice, church? There's nothing that we can do on this earth that can change who God is. God is not moved by man. His nature is not changed by man. His character is not changed by you. We are but a speck of dust in creation in compared to Jesus Christ. He is above all things. And even though we are just a speck of dust, this morning his eyes is upon us and he loves us and he's declared, I have a good future set for before you. God's strength is beyond human understanding. And his love this morning for us cannot be compared to anything. Because in our humanness, there's nothing on earth that we compare the love, the, the, the love of the Lord to. There's nothing that's unconditional like God's love. There's nothing that we in our humanity can do that can compare to the commitment of Christ towards us. Jesus is in your boat this morning. And he knows the end intended. He is in control. Jesus Christ, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It means he was in control at creation. He was in control on the boat when the disciples thought they dying. And today in your situation where you find yourself facing challenges, Jesus Christ is in control. This morning I want you to look your storm in the eye and say, Storm, be still. Storm, be still. Storm, be still. Because it doesn't matter what happens around us. It doesn't matter what's happening within us. Our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings. We are a created being. And we cannot influence our creator. We cannot change him. God does not fall off his throne every time you make a mistake. When a challenge comes, he's, he's never surprised. He's like, oh, goodness, did not see this coming. Huh? He knew it's coming. He has prepared the way out for you already before the problem is there. God is never caught off guard. He's never surprised. He's never like, oh, 
I didn't check the weather forecast. I didn't see these clouds coming. What now? He says, no, I'm in control this morning. And you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Numbers 23, 19 says, For God is not a man that he should lie. Has he said and will he not do? Has he spoken and will he not make good? This morning you serve a God that's ready to see you through. He's not like us. He says, I will bring my promises to fulfillment in this morning. Amen, church. God is faithful and he's always in control. And now maybe this morning you're thinking, but Lord, I had a promise from you for this year. And now 2018 is basically over and I haven't received that promise yet. I, I thought in my heart it's going to happen now. And it's almost 2019. What does this mean? What happened to your promise, Lord Jesus? Why are you not coming through for me? It's important, family, to understand the times and the seasons we are in. Because when we do that, we understand the promises of God. And I just want to get a little bit sidetracked there and share two people's stories with you that will help you to understand that God is in control even in the darkest moment. The first one is Brother Joseph. And you all know the story. And I mean, if there was ever someone who had a prophetic picture of their future, it must have been Joseph. He saw in a dream his brothers come and bow down before him. He saw it. He's the ruler of the family. So if there's anybody that could ever hold on to a prophetic picture and a promise, knowing it's from God, it was him. But what happened? There was a journey to the promise. And that journey was not included in the dream that he saw. He was rejected by his family. He was thrown into the pit. He was sold. Sold as a slave. He worked hard. He was faithful. And the favor of God got him promoted. Finally, I'm out of my situation. Guess what? False accusation comes against him. Hmm? Anybody ever told stories about you? And you think, this is not fair. This is not fair. Jesus, this shouldn't be happening to me. I'm a child of the Most High God. How can they, they are lying. How can this be? And he finds himself in prison. And he works hard. And he's faithful. And he holds on to Jesus Christ. Until the day comes that he's taken from prison to the palace. If there was ever somebody that could have been upset and offended and could have started to ask, Jesus, where are you? I don't know this God that I serve, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph. Who is he? Where is he? If there's anybody that could have turned his back on him, it would have been Joseph. But Joseph responded and he said, he spoke to his brothers at the end and he says, don't you think that this was your doing? This was God doing this in my life and this morning. And he could rejoice because he held on to the faithfulness of God. Jesus Christ is a promise keeper. The second person I want to lift up this morning or just highlight to you is David. And I want you to think with me, what is it that David went through? Here he is. He's got a pure heart, intimate relationship with Jesus. He loves him with all of his heart. Then comes the prophet, the greatest prophet known at that time, comes to his house. And he calls him out and anoints him as king and said, David, you are going to be king. And he could feel that oil running down his, his head, down his beard. And he could feel, he can smell that anointing. He can smell that promise. It's like, yo, Jesus, this is it. 
God, this is, this is the promise that you have for me. And next, God gives him victory over Goliath. And he thinks, ah, this is the next step. Now I'm ready to be king. God has already said, Saul, I'm going to replace you. I'm anointed already. This is my time to shine. This is 2018, the year I get every promise that I have in my heart. God is going to give it to me. This is it. And what happened? He finds himself running in the desert for his life, being hunted down like an animal by a man, a man who's ungodly, unrighteous, has no reason to want to kill him. And he has to flee. It's not just for a week. People, we're talking years. And he's fleeing from King Saul, who's out to destroy him. Do you think that he could have said, Lord, where are you? Why are you sleeping? Why are you letting me down? What's going on here this morning? But we see in Psalms, he responded and he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases. And his confession is, God is faithful. And he holds on until the time of promise comes and he is anointed king. So the morning, this promise that you are holding on to, is it your promise or is it God's promise? Because if it's God's promise, I can guarantee you it will come to fulfillment because God is who he says he is. Amen. Jesus is our miracle worker, and he is in control of your life in this morning. We cannot change God. We cannot influence him. But we can position ourselves to receive that blessing or to walk outside of that. And this is where we have to think very carefully what I'm saying. We cannot change the nature of God. He is faithful. But sometimes because of the decisions that we make, we find ourselves struggling and finding ourselves in unnecessary difficulty. Next year, 2019, is the year of decision. So today already, what you decide today will determine next year. The decisions you make today will influence you tomorrow, next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. What do I mean with that? It's because if you set your heart to seek the face of God now, it will benefit you in the future. And if you say, now is my time and my season for compromise and to allow the world into my heart, brother, sister, I can guarantee you, we're going to see the fruit of that manifest in the next coming years. You have to decide today, what do you do? What are you going to do with Jesus Christ? Hebrews 6 verse 12. It says, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So this morning, I'm saying through faith and patience. It doesn't say instantaneously. It says faith, you need faith. Faith in who? Faith in God. Faith in the perfect work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And patience. 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 It means that when things don't happen in our time frame, we can't change our confession of who God is. Whether he heals you or not, Jesus Christ is your healer. Whether he delivers you or not, Jesus Christ is your deliverer. Are you holding on to that with all of your heart in this morning and saying, I am not going to let this promise pass me by. I am holding on. God is who the word of God says he is. Isaiah 1 verse 19. If you are willing, you shall eat the good of the land. Is that what the scripture says? It says if you are willing, 
Church, this morning, everybody is willing for a blessing. Everybody wants prosperity. Everybody wants to get rich quick. Everybody wants an instant solution to their problem. And they run here, and they run there, and they try this. And they are really, they really, they are willing to receive a blessing. But the Word of God says, if you are willing and, I can't hear you, willing and, obedient. God is not looking for your sacrifice. He's looking for your obedience in this morning. And as you align your life to obey the Word of God, you're aligning yourself to receive the blessings and the promises of God. You have your part to play. To illustrate this, I want to read a chapter here, Malachi 3 verse 8. And it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, In what have we robbed you? In your tithes and in your offerings. So I want to just spend a little bit of time on this passage. Because it says, how can we rob God? We already established this morning that He's God of the universe. He's faithful. So here we have a father, we have a son here. And the father says, if I see, I see your grades have been doing very well. And I want to reward you. And he says, if by the end of this year you keep this up and you get that distinction, I'm going to get that mountain bike for you that you were looking for. I know it's on your heart and I want to do this for you. Now the father is excited. He goes, he finds the one, the bike he knows his son likes, the best. He buys it, he hides it in the garage, he puts a ribbon on there. He's ready for this moment that he can give it to his son. He's ready that he can do this because he loves his son. And he's ready to do this. But now, Nati has decided, no, it's easy now. What I'm going to do, I'm going to just relax a little bit on the studying. And he takes a shortcut here and there, and he's, he doesn't put in the commitment. And then the report comes at the end of the year, and he has failed. Now the father, his heart was to bless him. But he wants to teach him discipline. He wants to teach him the right way to do things. And if he's to be a good father, he has to be true to his word. Because there was a condition to this blessing. There was a condition to this blessing. Because Nati didn't now do his part, he didn't rob Neil. Because Neil already has the bike, he's already at the expense, it doesn't matter. He's not going to do anything to him. But he has robbed him of an opportunity to bless him. He has robbed him of an opportunity to do something that he was excited to do. Now he has to be the father who is strict and says, I'm sorry, you're not getting your bike. This year, I trusted you. Now, we have to work. I'm going to check up and we have to work harder. And he has to because he's a good father. Just like that, we sometimes rob God of an opportunity to bless us because of the decisions that we make. Pastor always says that you can't come now and say, Lord, heal me of the lung cancer that I got from smoking so that I can go and smoke 10 times as many cigarettes. You have to make a hard decision to walk in the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is looking to do miracles in your life in this morning. He's looking to do a miracle in those whose hearts are loyal to Him. 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those who has a loyal heart. God is looking at your heart. In this time of decision-making, what you do with Jesus Christ in your heart is the most important thing that you can ever do.
And God is looking to see, are you really there to follow me? Are you being loyal to me? God is ready to see you through in this morning, family. Jesus Christ is interceding for your weakness. And he knows you are not perfect. What I mean with this is, does it mean I can never make a mistake? Can I never fail? I've got news for you. As long as you are a Christian on earth, you will make mistakes. But pastor always says that as a Christian, you walk in light with moments of darkness. Not in darkness. You don't embrace darkness. It means that you set your heart to seek God. You set your heart to follow God. If you've made a mistake, your past is over. Christ has come to deal with that. But now is a time for decision making to say, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do tomorrow? Where am I going to place Jesus? Am I going to put him in as the Lord of my entire heart? Or just a small section? Is Jesus Christ this morning, is he Lord just of, of your family life, but not of your social life? Not of your entertainment decisions? Is Jesus Christ only involved now that you need a, a breakthrough? Or is he the Lord of all of your heart in this morning? Because if Jesus Christ isn't Lord of all, he's not Lord at all in this morning. Jesus Christ wants to take the center stage of your life. And I'm here to challenge you this morning. Are you ready to surrender? How long do you want to use my strength and God's strength? How long do you want to go to say, well, God, you can be in this part of my life, but not in this part of my life? How long will you go and you put Jesus in a little box and say, that is the area that you are the Lord of? Jesus Christ this morning is ready to be the Lord of all that you are. And he's looking for loyal hearts, hearts that is ready to say, Lord, I surrender all that I am, every decision that I make, my plans for the future, my hopes, my dreams. I am giving this to you, and I want you to take me from where I am to where you want me to be. Not my life, not my promises, but the promises that you have for me. And God is saying, I'm ready to see you cross over to the other side. I'm ready to see you fulfill those promises. I'm ready to see you inherit those blessings. So when the storms of life come in this morning, Jesus says, be still. Be still, because I am the one that's fighting for you. Matthew 6 verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. This morning I want to challenge you. Seek God's kingdom. Embrace his righteousness. It's not just what we can get. It's not just about a blessing, wealth, prosperity. Christianity, true Christianity is a living relationship with Jesus Christ where you seek his kingdom and you base your life's decisions on his righteousness on his righteousness and you embrace the whole of the gospel then you can see the blessings of the Lord all these things will be added unto you the first place you must prosper this morning is in your spiritual life make a decision to prioritize the kingdom of God more in your life. In this year, in 2019, you have to decide these things. You have to say, Lord, I want to go, by the end of 2019, I want to be where I'm at now. Or do you want to say, Lord, I want to be closer to you. Lord, I don't just believe you speak to some people. 
I am making a demand on your promises. I want to hear the voice of God. And in 2019, nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to pursue you because I want to hear you speak to me. I want to see your power in my life. I want to see the presence of God on my life in everything that I'm doing. But that's not something that just comes. It's like, oh, I woke up this morning with you by my side. <laughs> no. It takes a decision to say, what are you going to do with Jesus Christ? And Jesus is committed to take you to a new level. He's ready to take you to a new level. He's ready to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. But are you ready? God is looking for obedient people in this morning. People who are ready and willing to completely surrender every part of their being under his lordship. And these are the people that will see the promises of Christ being fulfilled in their lives. There's no shortcuts. Jesus Christ has never been more committed to you than he is today. Are you ready to make a commitment with all of your heart to surrender more to him? This year, what would have been acceptable, it's not acceptable next year. Lord, give me a sensitivity in my heart that I can know what are the things that you don't want in my life. What are the things that, is, that I'm doing that is grieving your spirit? I want to work it out of my life in this morning. Ask the Lord to say, Lord, I need your help. I think I'm okay, but I know I'm not okay. What is this thing that's standing between me and you? What is the thing that's coming between me and a better relationship with you? It may be that you are prioritizing your things to say, well, people, life is busy. I don't get to spend time with, with Jesus every day. It's busy. You know, I get home from work. I just quickly watch Days of Our Lives, The Bold and the Beautiful, Seven Delan, and then you go to bed and you're like, oh my goodness, Lord, I'm so tired. This day was hectic. There was no time for me to even come and spend time in your presence. But where is your priorities this morning? Are you really putting Jesus first? Because there's nobody else in this place. There's nobody, not, not anybody here that can bring you closer to Jesus Christ. It is a decision that you make. Christ has done it all on the cross. And he says, I'm ready to be with you. Jesus Christ has paid in full everything that you need for the promises of God to be fulfilled in your, li in your life. We have seen he is faithful. He is just. He is all-powerful, and he is above our human realm. He doesn't work in the senses. He doesn't get moved by the things that we are moved. God is stable, and the decisions that we make in this day will determine how do we walk in the faithfulness of Christ Jesus. How do we walk in this thing that we are positioning ourselves for God's blessings? God's time is not our time. And maybe this morning you haven't seen every promise being fulfilled. My, what I can tell you from the word of God is you will see every blessing, every promise of Christ. If he's given it to you, he will be faithful. He is faithful. You will see that manifest in your life. The question I'm asking this morning, will you be faithful until that moment? Are you ready to stand strong until you see that manifest? Jesus Christ is aware of your situation. When we accept him as the divine Lord of our lives, his time is best. I have never seen in my life 
the righteous forsaken. And I know what God has done for me, what God has done for Joseph, what God has done for David. He is ready to do it for you in this morning. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.